For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's talk about prenatal vitamins. I don't know about you, but I got very little guidance from my OBGYN about what to look for in a quality prenatal. And that's kind of crazy because pregnant women are supposed to take these vitamins even before they're pregnant. And if you're not confused yet, try staring at the laundry list of ingredients on the side of those bottles. Wouldn't it be nice if your prenatal vitamin was customized specifically for you and your growing baby? That's what Element is all about. It's the first ever prenatal supplement designed specifically for your pregnancy. Maybe you have a high-risk pregnancy, or you're like me and have nutritional deficiencies like low iron. No problem. You'll get exactly what your body needs in your twice-daily packets. One is for the AM and one is for the PM. It starts with a detailed onboarding form to customize your vitamins. And then each month, you'll complete a questionnaire. Element can adjust what's included in your packets based on what's happening with your pregnancy. Element experts are also available to answer your questions throughout your pregnancy journey. This is really a game changer when it comes to prenatal vitamins. Build your box today. Save 20% on your first order when you visit HelloElement.com and enter our special promo code PREGGY, P-R-E-G-G-I-E. That's Hello and then Element, which is spelled E-L-L-E-M-E-N-T dot com. And then use our special promo code PREGGY to save 20% on your first order. It's no secret that pregnancy takes a toll on the mother's body. Most parts of your body are probably getting bigger, including your breasts. But there are many other changes your breasts are experiencing as they prepare to nourish your little one. I'm Robin Kaplan, an international board-certified lactation consultant, owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center, and host of The Boob Group, Preggy Pal's sister show on breastfeeding. And today we'll explore the five main changes your breasts undergo while pregnant. This is Preggy Pal's Episode 7. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got cankles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. 
Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Preggy Pals is all about educating moms to be about their choices during pregnancy and childbirth so they can make decisions that are best for their family. And the show is all about our listeners. You can visit our website at preggypals.com for more information on how you can become part of our show. You can send us comments or suggestions through the contact link on our website, or you can call the Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775. Preggy Pals is also looking for pregnant women to join our blogging team. So if that's something you're interested in, please send us an email through the website. Okay, let's start with our introductions. Go ahead, Rochelle. Hi, my name is Rochelle. I teach college part-time. My due date is June 23rd. Um, I'm expecting a boy. It's our second child, and we are hoping for a vaginal birth. Hi, my name is Kelly. I'm a little sick, sorry for my voice. Um, I'm actually a kindergarten teacher. I have the same due date, June 23rd. Um, we're being surprised. Uh, this is our first, and we're having a natural home birth. So you're used to kids, right? Because you're hanging around kids all the time. Lots of kids. <laughs> Lots yep. of practice. I've got right? 13 babies. Oh, so. my goodness. All right, Cherry, go ahead. I'm Cherry. I work in market research, and I am also due June 23rd. So there's something on the water here in the studio today. What is today. going on here, you guys? you. June 23rd, and um, like Kelly, I am also being surprised. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl. This is our first, and we're also planning an unmedicated home birth. So in my announcements, I should have said, we're also looking for panelists for Preggy Pals because you guys are all going to be gone at the same time. Okay, we'll That's be right true. back. <laughs> this episode of Preggy Pals is brought to you by Element, the world's first personalized prenatal supplement. Stay tuned to learn how Element can help you take the guesswork out of prenatal vitamins. Plus, we have a special discount for all of our Preggy Pals listeners. So let's kick off today's episode with an unbelievable pregnancy story making headlines around the internet. Now, all of these stories that we talk about on our show are posted on our Preggy Pals Pinterest board if you want to check them out. Okay, this article comes from the New York Times. Um, this was published, I believe, in April. They are talking about gender reveal parties and how they are becoming more and more popular. Apparently, people are going all out in, in various ways, but having parties um, where they, you know, previously had their ultrasound um, to determine the baby's gender, and they choose to kind of reveal it in front of friends and family. Sometimes they even have team boy and team girl, and people dress up in blue and pink, and there's a cake and all this kind of stuff. So I wanted to kind of throw this out at you guys. You know, what, what do you guys think about these gender reveal parties? Is it something that you would consider participating in, whether it's your own or, you know, would you go to a friend's party if your friend was having one? Um, yeah, what's your take on this? Go ahead, Jerry. Well, as you know, I'm not uh, finding out whether it's a boy or a girl. So for me, this wouldn't be something I would do right now. But I love the idea of it. I think it's really cool. I think if I was going to find out and I was going to tell people, it's kind of a fun way versus, um, you know, sharing it on Facebook or however else people usually tell. So I think yeah. it's kind of a unique, fun, fun idea. And I, I, I can imagine what the anticipation and that surprise must be like when you're cutting the cake and, you know, <laughs> only the person who baked the cake and the person who did the ultrasound know and you're, you know, cutting in, you get to see if it's pink or if it's blue. Yeah. So that's basically what people are doing. They're, they're getting these cakes in and I guess the inside, is it the filling or something like that? You know, they use colored dye for okay. the inside of the cake. So from the outside, it may just look like a chocolate cake, right. but inside it's either pink or blue. Now, I wonder if people are cheating. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of go over there, just kind of nibble on a little bit Take to see. Take a toothpick to it. <laughs> All right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? 
Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think it's a great idea. I mean, <laughs> we didn't do that. We just called people once we found out, you know, because that's just kind of how we wanted to do it. Yeah. Would you do something like that, you think? Maybe for baby number three? No, no, no. We're adopting after this. So. We're done. Okay, well, you, can you still even do that yeah, for an true. adoption? You, you yeah, know, you, you can still do that for an adoption. One, you know, boy Although everyone would guess it would be girls so. after having two boys, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. I think you have to be very comfortable with the answer either way. If you're really dead mm-hmm. set on a girl and you think you're going to pack out crying if you have a blue cake, you, you might not want to do that. Yeah. But you have to be very comfortable with whatever color that cake is inside. I think that's a really good point. I considered doing this for... Uh, this baby way before we even got pregnant. I always thought he always wanted to not know and I thought I was going to want to know and I took it a little bit more inappropriate. I thought it'd be fun to call it a sex party <laughs> and just kind of like throw <laughs> throw people off but then, you know, because you're revealing the sex of your baby but I thought it would be important if we alone, like maybe in a room, found out so then we could experience that together because I think there is that important moment of you yeah. and your husband together and then we could come out and reveal, you know, I had all these grandiose, <laughs> in- inappropriate things. Like, we hold up a boob balloon or a penis balloon. You know, like, just ridiculous things. Or, like, a mustache and a tiara. And... Well, I want to go to your party. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going more inappropriate with it because I feel like, you know, let's just make it a big to-do. And um, But it's interesting. When we finally got to the point of it and after trying for a couple years and going through some fertility things, it just did not matter anymore. I could care less pink or blue, boy or girl. We just yeah. wanted 10 fingers, 10 toes. Mm-hmm. So I swung to his side and now, you know, we're, we're thrilled that we're going to be surprised for that moment of, you know, it's a, but I think it's nice because kind of like you said, where you just maybe emailed people or, you know, you announced it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You want to tell your friends and family, you want that kind of emotion all together. Yeah. So why not have it be at a party? Yeah. With a penis balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> all right. Thanks guys. Hey, moms and dads, before we know it, the holidays will be here. And our friends at HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you tons of time. And it's not just about their tasty dinners. HelloFresh can help take the hassle out of every mealtime with easy breakfasts, quick lunches, and even snacks. My nine-year-old girls and I recently made these amazing chicken Caesar wraps for lunch. Everything came prepackaged. We just mixed the ingredients together, cut up the chicken, and wrapped it up. We even had leftovers for the next day. And perhaps most importantly, it was a fun family activity. And now I bet my girls could do it on their own next time. We can't wait to try their breakfast options. In fact, HelloFresh can get you breakfast for free. Go to HelloFresh.com slash free and use code free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash free with code free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit.
Sore, aching breasts may have been your first indication of pregnancy, but that's only one change you'll experience during the next nine months. What other changes should you expect? Here to answer that question is our expert, Robin Kaplan, an international board-certified lactation consultant. She's also the owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center and something near and dear to our hearts. She's host of The Boob Group, which is Preggy Pal's sister show on breastfeeding. So, Robin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, can I just call you the boob lady? Because I feel like every, you know, everything is, is boob related. So Some of our friends call me um, the sore boob doctor, and I'm like, I'm not an MD, so I can't really go by that, but I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, right? Okay, so let, let's talk about uh, the five stages of pregnancy breast. This is something that I don't think, um, when you're pregnant, I don't think people talk about your breasts and the changes that your breasts are going through that much. And I feel like breasts, quite frankly, have been a little bit neglected. So we are going to give breasts the platform today in today's show. Um, so let's let's start out with some general questions. Do all pregnant women experience the same changes to their breasts during pregnancy? Yes and no. Um, there are many factors that play into this role of how women's breasts respond to their new pregnancy. Um, obviously, we all have the same hormones in our body, and estrogen and progesterone are really the ones that are the key factors in working um, to get our breasts ready to, you know, growing the glandular tissue and um, all these things we like to call the little broccoli, the little alveoli that um, <laughs> where the milk kind of comes in and then is squeezed out. Um, so yes, that that type of stuff is very similar. However, um, the differences are is that some women, um, and it's very rare, but some women have insufficient glandular tissue, which means that either during the time that they were a fetus as well as um, increasingly into when they were um, in their puberty stage, their breasts did not grow necessarily the way that I guess they should have. And so we're not talking about the small-breasted women, the small-chested women, but we're actually talking about women who their their breasts don't droop. They don't have that kind of cuppiness to them where um, they're not as full and round. And so they, um, they might have widespread breasts. So they have more than a good quarter to a, you know, a couple quarters worth of, or a couple inches, I should say, in between their breasts and they kind of slant to the sides. And so things like that, um, yes, they are going to go through these kind of hormonal changes, but their breasts may not react the way that they should. So, and then there's also that difference between um, women who have had breast surgeries as well, you know, mm -hmm. augmentation, reduction, even biopsies can sometimes affect the way a woman's breath, uh, breast <laughs> responds um, to those pregnancy hormones and whether their body is able to go through those changes that they naturally should have um, if they hadn't had those things done to their breasts, you know, b before they became pregnant. So, um, you know, the goal is that during puberty, this ductal system really begins to sprout and branch. And so if you think of a vine of very small grapes, that's kind of what our the inside of our breasts look like while we're going through puberty. And then every ovulation, this ductal system grows and these little buds of grapes really begin to develop. And then during the first five months of pregnancy, they really start sprouting and growing and they actually look more like broccoli. So if you can think about those crowns of broccoli really growing, they're all kind of intricately in intertwined with one another. And, um, and that's kind of where we get into, which we'll be talking about kind of that heaviness of our breast, and someone will feel more heaviness than others. But um, but those ductal systems and the, those crowns of broccoli really do—they um, grow and they become very specific to the, the kind of the milk making process that they'll be going through um, after your baby's born. Hmm. Okay, so we all start out with different types of breasts based on our own development. But when we enter pregnancy, we will go pretty much through the same stages, you know, as far as the milk coming in and all that. Kind of we stuff. will, although okay. there are some women who based on their, you know, 
their kind of their their makeup of their body um, or if there have been surgeries done, they may not react as much to the pregnancy hormones as women who have not, you know, do not have those instances, you know, in their in their medical history. And so um, women who have not, then they'll they'll see these breast growth changes. And then ones who have who do have happen to have um, insufficient glandular tissue or have had breast surgeries may not see that growth had they had not have these, I guess, these challenges. Okay. So what triggers these, um, you know, different stages and stuff that we're about to talk about? What, what is it within the body? So it's really the hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, estrogen stimulates the ductal system to grow and become very specific for milk making. Um, progesterone determines the growth and the size of those broccoli crowns, the alveoli. Um, the human placental lactogen is a hormone that is released by the placenta that is instrumental in the breast and nipple in um, areolar growth. So the areola is that little kind of bull bullseye around your nipple (laughs) that um, should, you know, that tends to get darker while you're pregnant based on these hormones. And then prolactin contributes to this accelerated growth of the alveoli or that broccoli while you're pregnant. Okay, so question for the panelists. Have you guys noticed a lot of changes in your breasts? I know some of you, Kelly and Cherry, you guys, this is your first baby. And then Rochelle, this is your second. What have you noticed as far as changes in your breasts? Well, at first, I, I I was noticing nothing. You know, you hear so many things about women going through that two-week wait, and that's their first sign before they even take a test, that they're sore, that they're tender. I didn't have any of that. Even when I found out I was pregnant, um, I really noticed nothing. And so at first I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, although I didn't think it was something to complain about. I was like, okay, I'll take it. But um, later on, I did start to notice changes, but it was probably maybe two months in that I started to feel tenderness and started to feel like that they were growing and getting heavier. Mm -hmm. So it took a little while. Yeah. I was the polar opposite. Mine was from the get-go. Yeah. They got to, like, the size of my head. I swear. <laughs> it was like, oh, my gosh. I think some of it was hormone-induced because we did do an IVF treatment to get pregnant. So there was obviously extra progesterone, a lot of shots and things. But before I had even taken my test 10 days, you know, post-transfer, I could just tell there was a difference. They were sore. They were big. And I knew some of that could just have been a side effect from the progesterone. But that was my little hope mm-hmm. that it had happened. But I think I was maybe nine, ten weeks pregnant. And my husband basically begged me to go get new bras because he <laughs> told me they looked like they were punishing my boobs because they were just getting so tight. And But I knew they were going to yeah. continue to grow and they were going to continue to grow. And bras are expensive. Yeah. So I was just trying to put it on the last latch and right. loosen the straps and make it work. But yeah. they have continued to just they keep grow going in front of my face. <laughs> and I know, I know post birth too, they're going to get even Once larger, but oh my yes, know, that's right? what, exactly. that's what scared me too, is when they did suddenly start growing and my, my, I love the way you put it about the bras, they were punishing. <laughs> <laughs> but when I suddenly started to experience that and um, I the same thing, I was like, I don't want to go buy new bras. I'm going to have to go buy even more, but I couldn't imagine that they were going to get bigger and heavier and right. hurt more. I, that was hard. To yeah. And more, fathom. we're going to actually talk more about bras in our second half with Robin and what she recommends as far as you know, bra support, how to support these babies. What about you, Rochelle? I didn't, I mean, first pregnancy, yeah, definitely more, I noticed more, but with a second, not as much, maybe because I was breastfeeding for the first like four or five months of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really notice as much or just because it hadn't been that long since I'd gone through it. My hormones are still. That's actually a really good uh, a point. So Robin, how, how does that impact things when you're already breastfeeding, you know, your child? Will you still notice all these changes or? How does yeah, that absolutely. Actually, it, 
from what Rochelle is saying, what I find more so is that women in that first trimester when they're pregnant and they're breastfeeding another child, they actually feel more nipple tenderness than maybe they would have um, with just their first pregnancy. So that's actually a really good thing that you didn't, you know, that you weren't uncomfortable because yeah. um, that's one of the reasons that many women will wean breastfeeding when they become pregnant again. It's because it's just it's unbearably uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, well, and, compared to like the, the first seven weeks of breastfeeding it was like nothing <laughs> you, you would toughen them up oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but and then after that first trimester women find that as they ease into their second trimester that there is that tenderness that kind of subsides and so whether you are already breastfeeding another child or this is your first child or you're not you're not breastfeeding at the time right when you get into that second trimester you, you, you the girls kind of work their way out and they, they feel <laughs> a little bit more comfortable but you know and it's interesting too because you know I love that there are are different sides of when you felt this kind of breast growth and stuff because I actually did not I don't remember and I had asked my husband too because it's I always ask the dads or the partners <laughs> and I say so has there been growth you know breast growth and they're like oh yeah you know like they notice it or they actually notice if there hasn't been um, but I had asked my husband um, this morning I said do you remember did my breast grow while I was you know pregnant and he remembers that they did, but I actually never changed bra sizes. Um, but what I did remember was, um, I remember I was like maybe six, seventh months, seven months pregnant with my first, and I was standing in the bathroom and looking at myself in the mirror, and I, I was like, oh, and I normally don't have very dark nipples, um, or areolas, I should say, yeah. and um, it literally, I was like, I look like a Gauguin painting. <laughs> like, I mean, they were so dark, and so that so was kind of my sign that like, okay, the hormones are working, yeah. because, um, because I didn't remember seeing that much growth um, in my breast size and things like that. So there are, you know, those a bunch, a couple different changes that go on that can let you know that the hormones of pregnancy are really working to get the, the girls ready to start providing nourishment. Hmm. But I heard that the areolas get darker because um, the baby... It's for the baby to easily find the nipple since they can't see that far. It can away. help. Yeah, it's kind of like the bullseye. But um, and but I don't know if that's necessarily why it happens. I think it's just the hormones are causing it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we, we like to, as lactation consultants say, they'll aim for the bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go through these stages. We're, we're starting to talk about them a little bit already, but we'll go through them anyways. All right, so stage one, the growing pains phase, which we've talked about a little bit. It's the soreness and tenderness. So Robin, what, what's happening with the breasts at this stage? So pretty much this is just when you're... Your estrogen and progesterone are really high. They're preparing the breast um, milk ducts for milk production as early as that first month of pregnancy. And so this can definitely cause the breast to feel tender, tingly, heavy, and full. And it's really just your body getting ready, you know, starting the process off. It's really getting that glandular tissue growing. It's getting those ductal systems all ready to go. Oh, it hurt yeah. to go over like a speed bump in the <laughs> car. <laughs> Everything. Like, I was amazed at how much it... It hurt. But again, at that point, you it was nice to see signs of pregnancy. I think, it, oh, yeah. you know, you just want to kind of know, like, you're not really feeling anything else. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was kind of like you knew something was going on in your body. But new baby was OK because exactly. your body was still reacting. It was to responding it. to yeah. something. But, oh, yeah. yeah, I remember just even putting a bra and kind of like lifting your boobs <laughs> into it, like very carefully and uh, having that sort of real when the water hit even in the shower kind of like a <laughs> uh, you know sort of feeling but again sure. that might have been from some of the extra hormones but yeah 
Okay, well, stage two is the, I love the title for this, the OMG, my husband can't stop touching them phase, (laughs) or my partner can't stop touching them phase. So did you guys experience this? See, I think this is when I had my growing pains phase. I think these two, for me, happened at the exact same time. So I was like, stop touching me, stay away, (laughs) because that was when I was really sensitive. And for the most part, like once they were in a bra and I was dressed, it was okay. But anytime, you know, I was like, oh, stay away, stay away. So I think I may have had these two at the exact same time, which obviously, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, help. Didn't, didn't help no <laughs> yeah they kind of work against each other right <laughs> so robin what's going on in the body with this face essentially i mean it's really the same thing that your your breasts are the inside of your breasts are really growing and um and i think the funny part about this too is you so many of us will have that pre- step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pregnancy glow that's going on. You've got these fuller breasts that are a little bit bigger than they were a couple weeks ago. And we're not really showing anywhere else. Like you had just <laughs> described, like this was your way of knowing that you were pregnant. And um, but, you know, your belly's not really protruding yet. You haven't really lost your waistline yet. And so, um, you know, partners are just kind of looking at you like, wow, you're, you know, you're looking good. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I think this is the introduction that the breasts are no longer theirs. Yeah. And so it, it's a rude awakening. <laughs> There's some separation anxiety there going is. on. <laughs> exactly. There's a rude awakening that this now long, no longer belongs to them. It really doesn't belong to us much either because we really don't want to touch them either. Right. And um, and that they really will just be able to look um, but not touch for quite a long time right now. <laughs> I remember my husband, we've been together for 10 years and he was like, where have these been for 10 years? You know, And I'm like, I don't know. I, you know, and I said, just enjoy them now because they're going to totally go through another change yeah. where I said, you know, you're not going to be able to come anywhere near them for a while. But I remember when I got fitted for a new bra, he was outside the waiting room and he heard because I was a B before and she said like 38 double D. And I said, did you hear that? And he said, yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like proud That's of it. But, yeah, exactly. But it's something that, uh, you know, I think it's a little bit of just appreciating the the pregnancy you know some men just love those changes of the, some of them really love the belly and they love yeah. the breasts and it's just seeing your wife or your partner kind of change in front of your eyes i think it's a little like crow magnet manny that they're like <laughs> yeah that's my baby in there <laughs> see now did anyone have a pretty good cup size prior to this Am I the only one that had you know, a C or higher no, hair? No, I was also a, a bad a B. Sometimes I was a C, but then I just questioned the bra sizing. <laughs> I, but I think I was always about, yeah, I was always about a B before. So see, this phase doesn't phase me. No pun yeah. intended, because Same I'm just here. like I, I've always had pretty substantial boobs, and <laughs> anything bigger, I'm kind of like, oh, really? They're gonna get bigger? That's what my, <laughs> exactly. That's what my yeah. I, I started out as a C, and then um, once I started breastfeeding, I, I went to a D, and my husband was like. 
It's like no offense, but I, I think it just you know you look disproportionate. <laughs> I'm like no offense, but you look weird. <laughs> yeah, and I you know and I didn't like last summer especially because it's like you go to the beach and I don't like that fake plastic look at all. Like and I'm I, mine are natural, but um <laughs> I just you know with breastfeeding I just didn't want people to think that they were fake and yeah. I just you know my husband was actually I went da- back down to what I was um. I think when my son was like nine or ten months and i was glad i was like oh this is perfect I think yeah. it just stays the way it is and mm-hmm. i'm happy i well, think you get to experience the grass is always greener sort yeah. of feeling like <laughs> for is. any woman who's ever wanted bigger boobs kind of when you go through this i'm like i can't wait for these to kind of go down again you know and i remember always wanting bigger breasts and it's like yep okay then they're done that yeah. just yeah. how clothes fit differently yeah bras yeah. And- take some pictures and then move on back <laughs> then, to exactly <laughs> people talk about oh I now have hips you know because you know I'm pregnant and I have hips I'm like girl I've had had you know I've had hips my entire life I can't even fit in pants because I've got hips I have so much hips I don't know what to do with that wraps up the first half of our show on pregnancy brass we'll explore the rest of those stages when we come back when I go shopping one of my least favorite items to purchase is laundry detergent The plastic jugs are huge. They're messy and heavy and hard to store. And I know most of what's in that jug is just water. Worst of all, 91% of the plastic doesn't get recycled. It just sits in a landfill for centuries to come. Fortunately, my family has found a solution. Earth Breeze. It looks like a dryer sheet, but it's actually a pre-measured liquidless laundry detergent sheet that dissolves easily in both hot and cold water. It's so much easier to use. The packaging is cardboard envelope, so I can fit 720 loads of sheets where I used to fit one 60-load detergent jug. And our clothes still get a powerful clean. Earth Breeze is tough on stains, fights odors, and our clothes come out clean every single time. And with every purchase, Earth Breeze donates 10 loads of detergent to a charity of your choice. Trust me, there's no reason not to switch. Right now, our listeners can subscribe to Earth Breeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash preggypals to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash preggypals for 40% off. earthbreeze.com slash preggypals. Okay, let's move on to stage three, the bullseye phase. So we talked about this. This is the dark areolas. And uh, what's going on here, Robin? So again, it's all based on the hormones. Your areolas are becoming darker. And one thing that women will most likely notice very quickly is that you have all these little bumps on them that you may not have had before you became pregnant. And those are called Montgomery glands. And um, they really help the areola to kind of stand out. They also, they kind of look pimply a little bit. And the reason we have them, for a couple reasons, one is they secrete this oily substance to help protect the nipple and areola. So you really don't actually have to wash your breasts. Um, They clean themselves. Um, But the other super fun fact that kind of gets into after your baby's been born is they actually secrete the scent of your amniotic fluid. And so when babies are going to breast, they because they have such poor eyesight, as Rochelle mentioned, you know, and they kind of need the bullseye, the very cool thing about your areola and these Montgomery glands is that they get to use their other senses to find their way to get to the breast. So if you think about, a, you know, a mother dog that has like a litter of puppies, 
she's not sitting there doing the breast sandwich with all of her like 10 <laughs> nipples. And so because baby, those puppies sniff their way to the breast, our babies actually do the exact same thing. They can smell the scent of that amniotic fluid coming out of those Montgomery glands and they recognize that as the scent that they have been essentially ingesting while in utero. And so it helps them root and get onto the breast um, because they automatically kind of assume that or they associate that scent with eating. So um, they have really important, you know, needs. And so, and they're kind of just something that's overlooked. So I love that. I love that your baby knows what you, you know, kind of taste like. I know it sounds a little weird, yeah. but, you know, I, I step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Love that because there, that's a bond that no one else is going to have. Mm-hmm. And it's based on, you know, you carrying your baby for the last nine months. I love that. Yeah. I think they're pretty cool. Great. Okay. Stage four. Um, <laughs> and I did experience this. Uh, the leaky faucets. So obviously this is when um, your milk, well, you know, starts to come in. I don't know if it's your full milk, Robin. Why don't you, why don't you explain that? Sure. So that, that leaky faucet stage, not every woman will experience this during pregnancy, but essentially... Um, a, mo- a pregnant mother starts to create colostrum at about 12 weeks um, of her pregnancy. And this is because, um, one, we want to have this colostrum for when the baby's born, but also so that way if the baby is born gestationally early. So for babies that are born 25 weeks, 30 weeks, 35 weeks, whatever, whenever they're born, um, that colostrum is specific to their gestational age. So it's used as medicine if the baby does not reach term. And so some women will find that they actually begin to leak this. It's usually third trimester they start seeing this. Um, And it really isn't an indication of anything. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a greater supply than the woman who did not leak. It just means that it happened to leak out. But essentially, that's what it is. It's just that first milk, that incredibly potent colostrum that your baby's going to get those first couple days after he or she is born. Anyone had the leaky faucets here? I didn't. With either pregnancies? You didn't have that, Rochelle? No, what no, was it like, Sunny? It I know. <laughs> well, I had one boob. There was a leaky faucet. <laughs> faucet. <laughs> Which I don't Just know one. if that's good or bad. I remember um, when you were pregnant um, with Sayer yeah. and you like said it you know, on the show that just how you were leaking and, and so forth. I remember thinking like, is it normal? I'm not leaking at all. No. Like, and I didn't, I didn't leak at all last pregnancy nor this one. No. Is it very noticeable? Like, would we know that? <laughs> no, I mean, it, no, it wasn't. It, it was something that I was walking around the house without, you know, a bra. And I'm like, what is, why, why are my breasts wet? <laughs> one breast. You know, why, why is this wet? Um, so, and it happened for me during both pregnancies and it happened around 30 weeks is when it started. And like I said, it's not a lot. Didn't happen all the time. Couldn't predict when it was going to happen. It was just one of those annoying things, you know, when you want to go brawless. <laughs> And you can't. <laughs> I guess it's preparing you for once your milk fully comes in and you can't do the same thing, obviously. You just walk around in wet T-shirts all the time. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So this definitely happened to me. And um, it was kind of kind of fun at first. I was like, oh, so this is what it's going to be like to breastfeed. You know, because you know, you, you're not used to stuff coming out of your breasts, right? Um, and then it, you know, kind of the fun tapers off. And you're like, oh, really? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Wait till the baby comes. Give me a break. Okay, stage five. I love this. The Dolly Parton phase. 
days. Yep, exactly. So again, that third trimester, your breast and your ductal system is growing tremendously. And um, you might find that you're getting stretch marks because they're stretching to maximum capacity. Yes, you feel that, Kelly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> got my tiger stripe. Nice, uh-huh. nice. Um, your breasts can begin to feel really heavy. And this isn't always the case for everyone. But um, but for those who are going through that Dolly Parton stage, the, yeah. the heavy, um, a, most women will see veining. So they'll see that, especially right before their babies are born, they'll start seeing those kind of blue veins kind of pop okay, out. That I've noticed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so all of a sudden pretty. I was looking in the mirror and I was like, whoa, what, what is, is that? that? Yeah. And I called my husband. Was that there yesterday? Like, I oh, haven't see, my seen husband that. pointed it out. He's like, what's up with your veins? I'm like... <laughs> Well, it's like when they're—it's like when they're working out and their biceps, and you know they get really big, and then all of a sudden their veins start popping out. It's the yeah. same type of thing. Like yeah. you are stretched to your maximum capacity, and your body's just showing you that they—they're they're feeling quite big. And right. so, um, again, all perfectly normal. And whether you feel that heaviness, whether you see the veining, you know, again, we're kind of looking for to kind of determine whether you're going to have this full milk supply, you know, if your baby is really accessing your milk and everything like that. Obviously, there are lots of different components to a breast, a breast milk supply after your baby's been born. But to know that your body is going through these hormonal changes um, to kind of set you up for the optimum success for breastfeeding, you could have several of these or just a few of them. It, it's okay. Um, it's not that you have to have enormous breasts, you know, at the end right. of your pregnancy. It's not that you have to have veining, it, it, you know, but we're looking for was there breast growth change? You know, did your breast get a little bit bigger um, or a little bit heavier maybe um, or a little bit fuller? Or did you see that your areola get darker mm-hmm. and um, or a combination of the two, But that, which is really telling us that your, your body's doing what it needs to do. Sure. It's figuring it out. Good advice. All right. Thanks so much, Robin, You're for welcome. joining us My pleasure. today. Great information. If you want to learn more about Robin and her services, you can visit the episodes page on our website and look for today's topic, which is the five stages of pregnancy breasts. And of course, you can also visit her website at San Diego Breastfeeding Center.com. You can also listen to episodes of The Boob Group, and that's at theboobgroup.com. You hear that? That's the awkward silence of a family dinner after you just got caught vaping. Most vapes contain high levels of nicotine and disappointment. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Before we wrap up today's show, here are some great prenatal fitness tips. Hi, Preggy Pals. I'm Lisa Drexman, fitness expert and chief founding mom of Stroller Strides, a fitness program for moms and babies. Today, I am here to answer some of your most common questions when it comes to exercise and pregnancy. Today, I'm going to answer when it's time to discontinue exercise, when you're getting warning signs that maybe exercise isn't right and that you should seek medical advice. Overall, pregnancy is not a state of sickness, and as long as you don't have any contraindications, you should be able to exercise throughout your pregnancy, but it is very important to talk to your doctor. With a good program and a well-designed program, you should be able to exercise really all throughout each trimester, but it is very important that you do know some of the warning signs when you're need to stop exercise during pregnancy. So I'm going to list some of those. If you experience any of these at any stage of your pregnancy during exercise, please do discontinue and check in with your doctor. These signs include bleeding, 
labored breathing, which is prior to the exertion of the exercise, premature labor, dizziness, any severe abdominal pain, feeling unusually tired. I mean, I know we're all tired throughout pregnancy, but if it seems like anything more extreme, headache, chest pain, muscle weakness, calf pain or swelling, decreased fetal movement, or amniotic fluid leakage. Now, none of these things are things that you absolutely have to panic. Take it a step at a time. Stop exercising. See how you feel. And just give your doctor a call and decide if it's something that you need to come in for. Now, there are certain absolute contraindications which say you absolutely should not be exercising during pregnancy. And they include things like heart disease and lung disease, some other things like placenta previa, Talk to your doctor. They will certainly let you know if you have any of these contraindications. We want you to exercise safe, exercise smart, and have a wonderful, wonderful pregnancy. I do hope you visit strollerstrides.com for more great information on how to stay fit throughout pregnancy and parenthood. And be sure to listen to Preggy Pals for more great prenatal fitness tips. That wraps up our show for today. If you have a pregnancy topic you'd like to suggest, we would love to hear it. You can visit our website, which is preggypals.com, and send us an email through the contact link. If you have any questions about today's show or the topics we discussed, call our Preggy Pals hotline. The number is 619-866-4775, and we'll answer your questions on an upcoming episode. Coming up next week, we'll have some great pointers for anyone planning a baby shower. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Aloha Hawaii! Need a ride to the West Coast? Alaska Airlines has regular flights to Los Angeles, Las Vegas, San Diego, Seattle, and San Francisco with low fares, zero change fees, and the best care in the air. Relax in your comfy assigned seat with the most legroom and premium and first class of any legacy U.S. domestic airline. Plug into our convenient power outlets. You can even have fresh food waiting when you pre-order meals and snacks before your flight. For world-class care on your next journey, head to alaskaair.com and book now. Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.